Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. SmackDown is a good show. Ever since it's been moved to Fox, WWE clearly cares far more about it, because do not forget there was a time when it was quite literally just a raw repeat. Sometimes they would air the recap videos and pretend it counted as content. Unreal. Somehow the blue brand has also been around for over 20 years now too, so why not celebrate that with the 10 best SmackDown cliffhanger endings ever. Number 10, CM Punk forces Jeff Hardy out of WWE. And he actually did. Happening on the 28th of August 2009, CM Punk embraces Darkseid during the summer and decided Jeff Hardy was a pest and must be deleted. The whole feud has focused around the idea that Punk thought Jeff was an alcohol and drug obsessed mess. And my word, they played this close to the bone. It was intense. It all built to a steel cage match on this night. And yeah, the voice of the voiceless whooped Hardy so good that afterwards Jeff grabbed the mic and said goodbye. Once again, this tied into the bigger picture as brother Nero needed some time off to deal with some things, but Punk didn't care. He returned and smashed Jeff in the head with the world title. This was clearly done to make you think that there would be some kind of grand return. It was the talk of the town at the time, but actually it was all legit. Jeff Hardy did leave, which made Punk feel even more serious. Obviously, health and happiness are more important than anything, but in terms of keeping you on your toes... This was a success. Number 9, Steve Austin wrecks the DX Express. The 27th of April 2000 SmackDown was the highest rated episode of the show, if my brain is being kind today. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a huge reason for this, even though he couldn't actually wrestle. He was struggling with injuries, but WWE didn't want him off TV, so they basically found ways he could blow things up. It worked. One such occasion was here when the Rattlesnake decided he hated DX. Austin had also signed up to be the special enforcer at Backlash as the Rock and Triple H fought for the world title. And just to spice that up, Stone Cold arrived, dropped a big block on D-Generation X's bus, and watched it explode. He was never arrested for this despite it being a crime, but flubbed that, this was so cool, and as ever, Austin existed in his own bubble where he could do no wrong. The big question at the end was also then how Steve was going to influence the outcome of their championship match at the pay-per-view, and it must have worked. Backlash was a major success. Number 8, Vince McMahon screws Kofi Kingston. This was only a few years ago and was one of those occasions where WWE struck gold even though it wasn't the plan. Because as Kofi Kingston was aiming to become the world champion at WrestleMania, he met a foe any white meat babyface wants to avoid because there was Vince McMahon. I don't mean literally, I'm sure Kofi has met his boss numerous times, but in front of the cameras in March 2019, Kingston has to decide a gauntlet to get his opportunity. The hero did it and the fans lost their mind until McMahon had a final twist. There was one last opponent, the planet's champion, Daniel Bryan. Damn it. Given that Kingston had already been in multiple fights, fans knew that he stood no chance, and when Bryan beat him, my word. It left all of us wondering if Kofi's moment wasn't going to happen, because let's face it, WWE has done that before. But given where we did get to, 
It was another great way to end the show. Number seven, Brock Lesnar and the Big Show destroy the ring. Do not underestimate the impact of this. While it's been lessened due to other people doing it and the fact you can do it in WWE 2K over and over, when Brock and Big Show smashed the ring in 2003, people lost their shib. It's the reaction of the audience when the squared circle did implode because it's like they've just seen the meaning of life explained. It also just looked really cool and the idea of it was that the match never ended. It was sold as if both men were injured so were taken away by medics and even referee Mike Kyoda acted like he was broken. This was carnage. It ensured everybody wanted to tune in next week to get some sort of explanation for this however... It really was very well thought out. Number six, Stone Cold and Brock Lesnar tease a match. No one remembers this one, and it's probably because WWE would rather you forgot about it. Nothing irks Vince McMahon more than teasing a match the fans are never going to get, and yet Steve Austin and Brock Lesnar seem obsessed with it. It was clear they hoped it could happen, as unrealistic as that was, especially given their history here. I mean, Austin had left WWE in 2002 after being told he was going to lose to Brock on a random episode of Raw. Steve thought it needed more promotion. There's your story. Sadly, the bionic redneck had to retire a year later, but still, WrestleMania 20 Brock would be taken on Bill Goldberg, and who better to keep them contained than Stone Cold Steve Austin? He was revealed as the guest referee, and on SmackDown before the pay-per-view, Brock and Stone Cold went at it. Yep, they brought all over the place as people dared to dream, and this was even better because Lesnar had attacked Austin on Raw, and now he was getting payback. Sadly, it didn't go anywhere, although it did help the whole angle, and also made sure people kept holding out hope. Given that it's now 2022 and this happened two decades ago, however... Well, I wouldn't hold your breath anymore. Number five, Kevin Owen headbutts Vince McMahon. Vinnie Mac is crazy, eh? Despite being an elderly gentleman in September 2017, he still told Kevin Owens to headbutt him as hard as he could when the two were feuding. Because of course he did. This tied into the fact that Kevin hated son Shane, meaning Vince was always going to get involved, but I don't think we expected this. The real icing on the cake was the appearance by a very concerned Stephanie McMahon, and the fact that straight afterwards, KO looked like he'd gone too far. This was very effective, even though we didn't need to smack Vince in the head for real. WWE wanted there to be a lot of chatter before Owens and Shane O had their Hell in a Cell match though, and in that sense they succeeded. I mean, we're still talking about it now. The absolute best part was after Kevin gave it some time, he decided he didn't go far enough. He's the best, he's the worst naturally. Number four, Brock Lesnar kills Hulkamania. There's a reason Brock features in this list a lot. During his rise to the top, SmackDown was his show and he smashed it, and it helped that he was allowed to be involved in angles like this. For on the 8th of August 2002, when Lesnar was still basically a rookie, he found himself face to face with Hulk Hogan. Even then, nobody thought the Beast would try and murder someone who didn't really like looking weak, but my word, he killed him. The beating was so bad, fans honestly thought this was a proper passing of the torch moment, especially because Hogan was covered in blood by the end of this. This was like putting a puppy to sleep. It was so effective the word was Hulk may be done and this was his swan song. But come on now. While it did work as a cliffhanger and help Brock prepare himself for his SummerSlam match with The Rock, if Hulkamania could still be running wild right now, it would be. The only reason Hogan isn't is because numerous back surgeries have stopped him. The man is a loon. Plus, he came back anyway in 2003. Number three, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn attack Daniel Bryan. I remember this one very well. After Daniel Bryan had amazingly returned in 2018, I think we all became his mum and dad. The sheer panic anytime he took a bump was scary enough, and then we heard this. 
Sheesh. It happened only minutes after Daniel had told us he was cleared for a comeback, which is when Owens and Zayn walked out and destroyed him. They even threw him into the apron, and I don't know whether you know this, but that's the hardest part of the ring. It was such a shift as for ages Brian had been on the you do not touch him list, and here we were pushing it as far as we could. I mean, if you're cleared, why not? But still. The cliffhanger was exquisite, though, because we were left with this idea that Kevin and Sammy had gone too far, and this dream return was already dead. I mean, no, it wasn't, obviously, but still, it rocked. And I tell you was properly, properly terrifying. Number two, Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon kiss. Because why wouldn't they? In the midst of the Kurt Angle, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H love triangle, we did the ultimate tease. Mere days before the game, the Olympic gold medalist and The Rock were going to compete for the title on pay-per-view. Steph got knocked out during a SmackDown tag team match. Kurt was so worried he took her backstage and in a somewhat creepy move, used this as an opportunity to smooch the wife of Hunter Hearst Helmsley as all of this heated up. And sure, this was pure soap opera, but it really was compelling and many fans wanted to see how it was going to play out. Sadly, the answer was that it wasn't because Triple H nixed it after deciding he didn't want to lose his gal to another man, although to be fair, I get it, jealousy is a horrible thing. The genius was this happened days before the mentioned SummerSlam bout, which made the whole thing even more fascinating. How is it going to tie in? Would Angle steal the championship too? It really was very good. Number one, Vince McMahon's NWO threat. This rocked so much, here we are years later and I can recall exactly how I felt. I was a mere fetus, but still, I knew the initials, I knew the black and white, I was so excited. Which means this was a success. That's all you need to do at the end of the show, keep the fans invested. And seeing Vince McMahon saying he was going to kill his own company by bringing the NWO was goosebump time. Vince did put on this weird voice like a frog had crawled into his throat, but don't worry about that. And it felt like this was a second chance at a WCW invasion that hadn't really worked out the year before. It was all leading into the No Way Out pay-per-view, and I'm not sure WWE could have come up with anything better to drive bys for that show. And while mostly Hogan, Kevin Ash and Scott Hall just got insulted by The Rock, seeing them back was enough. This was an all-time moment.